We're back. It's been a minute. I think it was the holiday special we did. We did a holiday special. Yeah, end of the year yep. holiday. End of the year. That was a popular one. We had a we had a, a merry fuck kill. We had a whole yeah, the superlatives. <laughs> oh yeah, those are yeah, fun. Those are fun. That was actually a really good year-end special we did. Um, it was it was well received. And how you guys been doing with your podcast? You guys been keeping it moving or What's been up? Uh, I think because of prep, it's just been like kind of taking a back seat. Yeah. Yeah. And and August is like August is my birthday month, and we literally do something every <laughs> my every man, day. birthday month. Whoa, wow. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> it was and he's uh he's needy and he he has a whole month for his birthday. <laughs> yeah, okay, John, let's see what happens in your birthday month. <laughs> we did one thing. I know, but the one coming up. All right, John. John and I got asked to do a, a seminar in February. He said, oh, I can't do it in February. Like, Why? It's my birthday month. Oh. <laughs> I said, all right, you, you and Suzanne right. are taking a whole month. I want a whole month to celebrate. We're going to do my things. We're going to sit in my office and watch me play video games the whole time. That's awesome. <laughs> it's good. What's uh, Is there a significance in terms of the years that's coming up for you guys? What just passed for you, Andy? 37. I'm 37. Okay, well. It's kind of a standard. What about you, John? You're not even in your dirty thirties yet. No, I'll be. I'm 28 right now. Oh, you got a little while too, man. Yeah. You got a little. You got a minute. I mean, look at milk it as long as you can when it comes to your birthdays. I'll do a birthday month if I have to. <laughs> do a couple of victory laps. It is what it is. Um, what about prep? How is prep been going? Prep's been uh, it's 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 weird because I feel like I've missed like more lifts this prep than I normally do, but, but the numbers I'm hitting at the end have been very good. John's, I'm, I'm very happy with it. John's been ahead early, so like he's able to take more chances like past what he planned, and then so there are some fails, but I took one of his fails, too. <laughs> what, what, yeah. what the, you failed him for? And then no, he, he was doing 584 last week, and it was slowing, slowing, slowing and I took it early. And Oh, okay. yeah. Gotcha. You took it out of his hands. I yes. thought you meant you went for, first with the weight, and you're like, weight's oh. not good today. Stay out, of, stay out of the waters today. It's rough nah, waters, son. No, nah, he, like, he robbed me of my, my first uh, 584 bench. Well, it, it made him so mad. He just smoked it yesterday. He's like, I can't yeah. move it slow. I got to move it fast. That's what, it, that's what a good spotter does. That's right. Yeah. He, he, after you got off pissed off and he's like, it wasn't today, son, but you're going to thank me next week. Yeah, exactly. it's the long, it's the long play. Yeah. It's the long play. That's I've been in that situation with a spotter where somebody's fighting like, holy hell, the bar's not coming back down yet. And I'm like, if I take it now, it's on me. And this kid's confidence is good. Maybe I got to be the bad guy. <laughs> and you take it, you'd be like, I, I don't think that's me. what was going through Andy's head. No, he's <laughs> like, oh, it's slowing down. I gotta take it. It wasn't. It was after well, he's, the, he's notorious for being bad at his last like inch of lockout. Yeah, so he, 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 my mind. he projected that onto me. Exactly. <laughs> John gets up there like you're fucking bad vibes are killing me today, Andy. You gotta <laughs> keep that shit to yourself, Playboy. Um, and how's the bodies holding up, fellas? It's good. It's a little, little beat up after yesterday, but nothing that's not gonna heal by the time uh, the meat comes up. Yeah. That's yeah. My it. my prep has been it. It didn't start out great, but then the last month, like a lot of things have clicked. 
uh, especially my squad. I think it's I'm back to like 99% of what it used to be. Um, and then bench has been, uh, I don't know. It, I've been having really bad elbow and forearm pain that I just can't even bench well from squatting. So like a lot of my workouts have been just, or a lot of my planned like bench workouts have been kind of scaled back or just scratched altogether. So I haven't had a lot of like training under it, but, um, but I'm still like within 10 pounds of my best. So it's just whatever. And then deadlift for, for the longest time since I, uh, tore my adductor has been kind of off. I have been having a lot of trouble, like finding my groove on it and my technique and all these things. But like recently it's kind of clicked back to where I don't have to like think too much about it. And it's kind of more natural, even though the strength isn't what it used to be, but it's, it's not like so much in my head now that I can just do it without like, after every set, I'm just like questioning everything. So, so yeah, I think uh, after this meet, I'll be ready to like have a great year next year and back to being having PRs again. Cause this is, are you past it mentally in terms of like loading up? Tell people the injury. Don't let me exaggerate this, but your balls blew up. Is that right? Yeah. At the, at the bottom of the squat. Yeah. It was, uh, it was at the Kern 2019 and it's my third attempt. I had 887 on the bar, which I've done twice in the past. So it's nothing like extremely hard. And at the very bottom, at the bottom of the hole, I, as I was coming up, I just heard a loud, like, gunshot pop. So I tore my adductor, and somehow I still finished the meet. It was the most painful Holy thing shit. ever. And I, I, I actually won, but that's not because of how, how well I did, because how shitty other people did, but I'll take it. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean, my, I don't know how, I can't remember the long, the timetable, but probably for four to six weeks, I couldn't like do normal daily things without pain or grimacing or altering it. My, I, my whole like right leg and growing were literally black and blue. I had like, if you want to know what blue balls looks like, I had blue balls. It was just like bad. Um, I didn't get surgery on it. Um, I, I don't know what they would have done. I just didn't even go to a doctor. I just let it heal. Took a long time. Um, but I think within six months, I was back to like squatting, like in the mid in the 500s. Um, but my deadlift just has not, it just never been the same yet. Um, like I said, recently it's, it's been clicking. So I think I'm on the right track to get it back to where it used to be. It's tough, man. Coming back from injury like that. Cause it's been a hot minute. How long ago was this again? It's two and a half years. Holy two. freaking smokes. Yeah. I mean, growing injuries are really hard because like, also, I like at one, at one point I strained the other side. Uh, so I don't know if that's a compensation all that, but a lot of it is just because I didn't like go see a doctor and get like the proper rehab. Maybe I was just kind of going by feel and just whatever. Um, maybe that took longer, but I don't know. There's also people who've never been able to lift again after doing that. So I'm very thankful to where I am now. Damn, man. And that's crazy. You didn't go to see a doctor when it was that great, when it's that serious. <laughs> At any point, you're like, I think I should, but you just no, were like afraid to hit no, the diagnosis. I never, I never was like, I should go. It was just like, all right, it's it's like a muscle that's torn. I'm not going to go get surgery and have it. I don't know what they would reattach. Like, I don't know what would happen, but I just, I don't want to see it. I, I try not to see the doctor. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> So what's the plan here, fellas, in terms of what you guys expect from the showdown, John, looking at the, the roster here, with all due respect to the rest of the field, I don't know if you're going to get pushed, my man. 
it appears as though you're a nice chunk ahead. Uh, yeah, I think so. Like, I definitely think uh, Jamal. If I think if I do what I think I can do, there's not really anyone that could push me. I'm like, no, no one in this field is gonna put on like a hundred kilos on their total mm. if you're at this level. But um, yeah, Jamal could be a challenge. Um, Chad as well. I think the I think us three will be the top three. Is my picks. And is there so in this field? And obviously, Dan Bell recently retired. Do we know a heck of a lot? Just like health issues, correct? And it sounds like he's. It's going to be at the very least a long hiatus and possibly an early retirement. Or is it just a hiatus right now? Uh, so he's trying to have a kid. I think is like oh, wow. a big part of it. So he wants to get off to get his his boys swimming. Mm. getting back in the water so i don't know yeah i don't know if it's if there's other things but that was what i was last told a kid will slow you down too my man mm-hmm. that's that's a whole yeah other. so that, that's like another thing it's like <laughs> whole lifestyle in <laughs> with the situation too is it so on this roster if we're looking like are we talking we're gonna need a balkan coming over you going over is there any kind of way you think we'll see you and belkin or is this just kind of a wish and a promise with covid restrictions and travel and the whole nine uh, i would definitely like to do like a head-to-head thing with with yuri see if like wrpf wanted to put on i know they're doing their like championship series i think it'd be fun if they did like a western hemisphere versus like eastern hemisphere kind of thing <laughs> the old yeah exactly all right we'll leave we won't use the like the cold war blah 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 you know yeah. tips. you you were careful to not say u.s versus russia you're like well western hemisphere eastern hemisphere I'm like, okay yeah. well we're being politically correct here but, well, i'm uh, saying like if it because like uh i think on the last one we talked about doing like a teams thing if we did like yeah basically i don't know i guess basically combine a lot of the people from like russia and europe to go against like a us versus the world yeah i guess that's kind of where i was getting at yeah you could i mean it definitely for sure would be a hell of a show if they could organize it it's just with these um travel restrictions and visa issues it's gonna be tough but it looks like that's what we're gonna need if we're gonna have like a showdown that people aren't sure what could happen and we'll have several different showdowns involved with it but um i don't know man it's 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 getting tougher and tougher in this situation Anyway, I mean, I don't want to bury the lead in terms of uh, we're going to do a quick preview show for the men's division. Um, but so we had a friend of mine, Peter Spence, put together a scouting report, and uh, it's got essentially the totals in the most recent total underneath and how close the closest competitor is to the number one nomination in each weight class. Some of them are relatively close. Some of them we got a biggest spread on, but I do agree with your assessment that um, you're probably fairly comfortable in terms of the overall and uh, Jamal's probably coming in there second. Um, so maybe we could take it from the top. And if we hear any storylines along the way, we can make a pit stop and say these storylines as well with how the training is going. But uh, the 148 
pound class. Michael Estrella is lifting unopposed. And, he's going to uh, win. I think he's going to win. He's going to win. I think he's. Yeah, think my he's, money's on him. Yeah. I think my, the safe money is on Michael to pull through. Um, 165 kilo class. It's again, man, it looks like Ryan uh, Loverich is probably going to take this one. Unless there's anything that I'm not seeing, fellas. He has a very comfortable lead here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know any of these guys, to be honest. So I'm just looking at their numbers and it looks pretty, yeah, <laughs> pretty I mean, straightforward. He's walking through this in the 181 kilo class, 82.5 kilo. Um, Jayon Garrison, who is the Avenger 104 on Instagram, is uh, he's the number one nomination, but coming in behind him is Lake Blake Lehu, who was the junior equipped and classic IPF world champion. So as a junior in the IPF World Championships, he was killing the game. I think this is around the time when you were the Open World Champion in yeah. the 83s. So um, actually, funny about that, I remember who uh, who was the Canadian, like 74, that was really um, good. Yeah, Josh, Josh Hancock. Josh Hancock. Yeah, I remember him and Brett had like that combined gold signature coaching. Yes. And, some, and I beat Brett and blake beat josh at like worlds in the same year i think <laughs> and some girl made like a meme that was like i don't know more like silver metal but <laughs> oh, <shit>. and <laughs> tagged and tagged us and i thought that was hilarious i was just like it, oh the internet <laughs> is bad. undefeated my friends the internet, the internet i think josh and it's crazy josh totally disappeared he so he was like the junior world champion and um, going into the world championships, him and Brett were doing tons of social media, had tons of hype. And then I think Josh actually pulled out of the two, like two weeks before. Just made, He was saying, leading into it, I'm going to win best lifter of all the juniors. And then him and Brett were boys and Brett had a huge showdown against you, obviously. And yeah. Josh was heavily hyped. And then two weeks before he's like, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm like, I'm retiring. And he never lifted again. He's like 23 years old. We're like, what the fuck is going on here? Blake yeah, went on. I think that's when Blake won, but he posted a total that was bigger than Josh's anyways. And yeah, um, I think that's what it was. Yeah. And Josh had a take with yours hashtag and people started doing Blake with yours. And uh, I don't know, man, it was, it got, things got ugly. Nonetheless, Blake now crossed over. And um, I don't know, there's been, his training is going very well. He's hitting PRs and squats. And um, he's definitely got the potential. I don't know if he could cover the gap against uh, Garrison or well, not. Well, Juwan is actually not. Do- Has he pulled not out? Doing it. He got COVID. He got COVID, so he Damn. can't train for like two weeks. Yeah, his oh. his his training was like he's really. Uh, how do I say this? His, his training was a lot of like very YOLO, heavy. very heavy all the time. So yeah. like he had a lot of like bad live bad days where he didn't hit his numbers or whatever and then he had covid so all these things and then he was like looking for a coach like five weeks out so like all these things just i i guess you know i, I think with a, a prep that wasn't ideal and then getting covid towards the end uh you know it was just a his decision to just pull yeah, out even before getting covid he was he made a post saying he was thinking about pulling out so yeah like I just made added that like one little uh, piece Final. to tip the yeah. scales. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Sometimes because you got to quarantine, 
and then he's got to travel. There's no coming back after that. Do you guys know, did he say if he's doing well? Because I thought I seen him post when he's still lifting. Well, he just got out of quarantine and he okay. like, like, like this past this week, he started okay. lifting again. So yeah. it looks like he's, uh, if he's back under the bar, he's probably okay. In terms yeah, of he's, he's going to be focusing yeah. on the hybrid showdown in January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll talk about that afterwards, but that's looks enticing with the money yeah. involved. Yeah, yeah, but I, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Blake had a Blake's had a good year already. He did really well in current. He almost beat John, um, of course, with wraps. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think Blake uh, is my pick to win this class. Yeah, I agree. Is he close to taking some of your old records? Um, I think he'd have to have. Oh, yeah, maybe punch. Deadlift. Know. deadlift I, don't, I don't think deadlift. I have the. Yeah. Do I have either of those records? I don't even know. Only the total, I think. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what Blake does. Blake's got uh, a great deadlift, though. Yeah. He's got a, and his squats coming up, too. His, his deadlift is very hit, hit or miss, miss, though. Yeah. Like one he'll, of those he'll, fast he'll blow up, Yeah, he'll blow up like 770. And I think, especially at uh, show, like he had issues with this at Showdown, is that like he's he leads so far forward, sometimes it doesn't look like his hips are locked out. So he doesn't get white lights or like the, the down command. And mm. um, I think that's what happened to him last year is that he he pulled like 800 or something around there and they didn't give it to him. And then I think he tore his hand on the second. It, it, Sean and I just talked about this where when you maximize your levers with a sumo like that, it's 50-50 when you get mm-hmm. to the top sometimes it's like a 50 50 proposition you've maximized your body for it but that's the drawback where like you don't know yourself um whereas conventionally you can almost willpower it up and uh is there anybody do you think that might make a run at blake in the 82.5 kilo class 181s or do you think blake's a solid pick there i think blake's a solid pick so i actually coach jeremy um He's had a very good prep, but I just I think Blake's too far ahead. At this point, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's definitely John's, got the John's just saying that. It's a, it's a dark horse. He's coaching him. <laughs> Watch, Watch out, nothing, Blake. Watch out, Blake. Nothing to see here. We've been studying. Yeah, exactly. And the 198, 90 kilo class obviously is John Hackland. And, uh, but we got Chad Penson um, and what are we expecting here? Well, well, I think, okay, I'll speak for Chad. Um, Chad, so there's a chance Chad might not be able to do this. We just found out yesterday. Oh, wow. And this, this has to do with his uh, military and he might get deployed. Um, you know, he is getting deployed, but they have to, they want him to do this special training like the week before that would prevent him from going to the showdown. So he's trying to like raise hell mm-hmm. and, and like get that the training part waves because it's something he doesn't need and then hopefully he can do it. But anyways, that aside, if he does do it, um, I expect him to have a really, you know, really great squat day. Cause we just squatted with him and, and his squats blowing up as usual. Um, mm-hmm. I think he'll bench around five twenty three, and then he'll probably pull a 15. That's my, my prediction on Chad. Yeah, I can see him going somewhere in the low to mid 2100s. Oh, well. Yeah. 
which is a huge total. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's up there. And is there anybody else you think that might is, is an up and coming or in the 198s? Or do you think, because there's quite a bit of a stretch between, it goes you, um, Chad, and then there's a bit of a drop after that. Yeah. And like Carlos, he, he was going 220, I think, actually, but he blew out his quad, I believe, yesterday. At least, oh, wow. uh, like, yeah, like Chad, Chad showed me a video, like right before my, my squats. And I was like, I don't want to see that. Yeah. I was gonna say, <laughs> you you don't really, you don't really see anything. Cause like a spotter's in the way, but it's also just like, mm, knowing what happens, this has me nervous <laughs> now. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and that was like, like, like we talked about before we started recording. I was like, man, that like, I thought about going 782 to like match Chad, but uh, I was like, I feel bad juju with that number right now. So yeah. I'm just going to stick with 771. It is. Uh, yeah. We were talking right before we started recording how you can be tempted. That's the thing with training partners, man. The bar is loaded. You're like, how do I keep it? Like, what are you doing? Well, we could just load it up and we both hit it. But like 10, 15 pounds could be that little bit at the top end mm-hmm. where it's just a stitch too much, especially if you've already been redlining a little bit. Um, you had a, you had, a deadlift single that turned into a halting deadlift at the knees. You decided, you decided this will be a halting deadlift today. Yeah. We're, we're going to do a pause at the knees, put it back down. <laughs> you just want to feel it in his hand. That's all. all right, let's get a feel. I, I was surprised. Actually, like I rewatched that video of the, the deadlift. And I was like, God, that moves so well. Like it, I just hit a, I just hit a wall. What the hell? <laughs> it did. I almost reposted it. It said, this looked like an amazing halting deadlift. If that's where you intended, because it moved quick right up to the knees and then halted. But it was a, yeah, man, it moves well enough. But when you're in the shit of it, in all the volume and everything you're doing, like that's when the deload comes in. And you get, you feel strong, but you don't realize how beat up your body is. Where it's like, not today. John yeah. doesn't deal. John doesn't deload. He doesn't know what that is. Dude. <laughs> deload. No. John's deload is like two percent down. Really? Oh yes. shit. No, I do like a full deload for, week. Not for squat. No. No. Okay. One week. I'm talking about like within prep. Uh, most people do that yeah yeah well i drop it down to like yeah like i don't know 90 percent instead of 99 <laughs> holy shit dude that is really high still okay yeah. now that's maybe like 87 i don't know oh shut up you whatever well you like, like a d load squat would be like a i don't know 650 yeah but you didn't do that at all i did not this well yeah because i was feeling okay 85 percent <laughs> okay well i mean yeah anyways don't uh, nobody ever copy what john does <laughs> so. it is what it is um looking into the 100 kilo class fellas uh the 220 pound fellas and we have coming over from the usapl but he's we we got news ashton rouska will not be lifting and um most likely it, no most likely no. As yeah. he he hasn't officially. Let me check his Instagram if, there, if there's anything latest. Do you guys got any word on this? Have you guys talked to him? Is there anything that we could talk about it? So yeah, like we have right. a we have a group chat with like most of the lifters from the showdowns. So we've talked about it like probably a week or two ago, and that's okay. what he he just gave a heads up like there's probably probably not going to do it because yeah. of uh, he didn't give an official no, but it yeah. seems like it's kind of like a eighty percent no. Cause he's looking like he's, he was, he's absolutely crushing the weights. He always is though. My man mm-hmm. is like John hack in terms of not taking too many days off. Like he is always, he stays ready. So he doesn't have to get ready tight. 
Yeah, but, but I think like John, when he's not prepping, he's he's not doing what Ashton's doing. He's not doing like SBD all the time, dude, every week. <laughs> he's yeah. got like a mock meet every week. Yeah, Ashton, right? Yeah, he's ready. It's unfortunate too because for uh, a minute there, we almost had Rondell Hunt versus um, Ashton Rouska, and Rondell Hunt also had to drop out. Yeah. which is like we had a we had a whole lot of Sean Noriega, Daniela Mello, like a lot of IPF people coming over and all of a sudden um everyone's pulling out. Yeah, I'm annoyed that they all are. Yeah, what I don't know. It, it it was not long ago it was amazing. It was like announcement after announcements like who else is entering this battle. And it seems like a lot of people seem to have fallen off from the IPF side anyways. Yeah. Yeah, which which is kind of weird because like there isn't going to be an IPF for the u.s right now yeah i feel like it's well, more most of it uh yeah but i think with so things. with with sean he tore his or hurt his hamstring at nationals i think daniela is kind of like burnt out on powerlifting and she's trying to like make a different weight class too so there's issues there uh i don't know about rondell's situation but i know uh ashton's we talked about earlier it has to do with the military and stuff so all different reasons but just so happens none of the ipf people are lifting here for one reason or another yeah the yeah. IPF didn't make it um what about mighty joe sullivan he seems to be back in full swing judging off of his instagram that i'm following um he's broken records in the squat and certainly looks like he's at the forefront right now what is your guys impression for the 100 kilo class 220 pounders now are they going to let him wear the breath belt on the platform or <sighs> what's it not <laughs> Uh, I think he'll <laughs> through equipment check. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, so my man has taken some heat off that breath belt. <laughs> it is yeah. is nine ten his uh his all time PR or yes is that just like four two twenty for for this specific okay. Then I think right. he'll I think he'll beat that by a little bit, but I don't think he's gonna like blow anything out of the water. Yeah. So John, uh, Joe has had like nerve issues with his body and like he can't hold on to stuff it's hard for him to bench uh but recently i think his bench is starting to climb back up not to where it used to be i think he'll be in the mid to high 400s uh i think his squats like on track to probably have a small pr so i think he's gonna go for another record um but the deadlift thing it's always been an issue with him to hold on to a deadlift um his last pull has been good he held on to it but you know, that's not a consistent thing. Um, but I think if he, even if he has like a, you know, okay-ish day on deadlift, he should still win. Um, I do think Jake Benson has a chance. Uh, I used to coach Jake uh, up until last year and he's had a really good prep. Um, he hasn't posted a lot of it, but I, I've seen some of it. Um, so he's capable of pushing Joe because uh, he was capable of last year pushing Joe. He just didn't have a great meet. So I think, I think this will be like, 70% Joe, 30% Jake. Yeah, to your, to your point, I mean, um, Joe, he's missed his last pull on his last three meets, and his two meets before the last one, he's missed his last second attempts as well. So second attempts and his last pull. So the deadlift has been where someone can cover ground on him if they need to cover ground. Yeah, And you could see a pathway for a possible upset if that's the way it's going to go. It kind of depends on how the deadlifts roll out. Yeah, exactly. We'll have to see. And um, is there is there somebody with a bit of a ringing in the background there? I think I, I hear so. 
I don't know. Mine always does that. But yours or mine? But I don't know how to get rid of it. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, and what about, is there anybody else in the field that might catch up on them? Uh, Jordan Wong, Jordan Gerald? Or do we think in that basically the battle's likely going to be between Mighty Joe Sullivan and Jake Benson? Mm, I haven't heard much from Jordan Wong. Is he still doing it? Yeah, he's doing. He uh, he hit like a seven sixty squat. Okay. Yesterday, um, but he doesn't post much of anything else. So I still stick with Jake or toss it between Jake or Joe. Yeah, I agree. Moving into the two twenty or two forty twos. Forty two. Um. So on paper, this is a. It, it's close. I mean, it's really close. The scouting report report would indicate. Um, Kevin Oak is 99% on, on the way there in terms of the total. I mean, just shy. However, me and John were talking, do the numbers lie? What do you guys think? Kevin Oak coming back, it's been a hot minute. Obviously, he, he was smashing records in his prime. Is he in his prime now? Training is going well. His squat's going well, but it's difficult to indicate. What does your guys feel on this one? Uh, like, I definitely think, because he's had a, like, shoulder it. So I don't think his bench is quite back. It might be like 95%. But at the same time, Jamal has been hitting some crazy numbers in training. He definitely could go like a 8, 5, 1K for 2,300 total. And that would, but I just, I don't see any way Kevin could keep up with that. Plus Jamal will have the last pull for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, with Kevin, he hasn't posted any bench or any deadlift training at all. Um, even if he hit his previous best, his peak, it's still like, you know, low fives, low eights. And the advantage he has on squat over Jamal has reduced because Jamal is into the 800s now. So whatever Jamal ends up squatting, it'll still be within 50 pounds of Kevin. But his dive is just way, way too big. It's just, it, he can just pull it with it, literally. So I think it's Jamal's to, um, I, I mean, even Jamal on his second attempt, I think will win win it, in my opinion. He'll have a locked up on the second deadlifts, you think? Yeah, I think Jamal's had like two back-to-back good meets where he he's had like pretty good, uh, you know, meets and hasn't missed a lot of things. So I think he's he's being more consistent now than in the past. And his training looks good. And, uh, you know, as long as his thumbs hold up, which John loves to uh, poke fun of all the time. Yeah. Uh, but I think Jamal should win uh, on the second attempt on deadlift. If that happens and Jamal locks it up on the second, what do you guys anticipate? Because now he's got a yellow third to play with. What do you guys anticipate he yolos his third with? Is he going to go for the big thousand pound pull? What the hell? Do you have his, his best meet? I have so 936. I thought uh, he's pulled 970 in the meet, like a full power meet. Uh, he, I think he pulled that on his fourth attempt at hybrid. He did it last year. A four. No, he didn't. He he didn't hit his third last year. He did a 440.5. Let me let me do the sorry. Let me do the conversion. I'm using commie units on you, and I apologize. Um, you can't hear me over all that freedom you're enjoying, but uh, 970. That's (laughs) right. Okay, that's right. So we're we're close relatively. That was a fourth attempt. Okay. That yes, was a that was hybrid. 
Correct. Two years, yeah. years ago. Not this year, but the past. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't think his hand his thumbs will hold up for four times, but um <laughs> I think yeah, I I think based on like what he likes to jump, I think he'll pull like nine thirty to nine forty for a second and then Giolo for the third or a thousand. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. What do you guys think for prediction? Do we see a thousand pound deadlift successfully happen? I want to see it. I'm really for it. I think it's like 75% chance it'll happen. Yeah. Jamal Jamal has that deadlift where it's hit or miss, and then his thumbs are hit or miss. So it's kind of like. But it seems like it's been a lot more consistent lately. Yeah. I mean, we're getting closer and closer. How old is I think, man? Yeah. I think by now we, we, we someone's invented some like super skin thing that he could apply to his thumbs, maybe uh, <laughs> <laughs> to, to toughen up his th- his thumb tissue. Yeah, we should we should start in the office and just start like taking a lighter and just burning his thumb, just, just callous the <laughs> shit out of it. <laughs> For the better of the game, my man. I mean, he is uh, so he's twenty six. Holy smokes, man! He does. He's obviously got time. I think a thousand pounds will fall if not now. In because we're getting closer and closer for him, he hit a 970 pull two years ago. I mean, the strength is there, it's just it will it'll depend on how his, his grip holds up throughout the day. And if he's fatigued at all, that's that's where he's going to be the weakest and where it's going to give. Uh, I mean, the nervous system's good for a thousand, it's just going to be how beat up is he by the time we get there. Um, is there anybody else in the 242s that we should be looking out for? I see some familiar names, obviously. Um, Phil uh, Herndon. Yeah. Phil, Phil, Phil Herndon's pack. So he, I think if Phil had been healthy, I think he would battle for second with Kevin because he has a huge squat. Uh, he can bench in the five, low fives, and then he could pull like he's very, very similar to Kevin Oak. Have a really big squat, decent bench, and decent deadlift, but he's out. So no. Um, I think Nick Forte is something uh, a lot of people want to look for because I think is he the guy, John that was yeah one of yeah. Garrett Garrett's victims of oh, yeah. high squats. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, I did see like one video and they looked eh. good. Felt good. Is I'm it showdown th- good though? It yeah. was like a weird angle, so it was like very hard to tell. Gotcha. Uh like I, I think it was like a really bad angle where I was kind of like mm, like it kind of looks high from this angle, but it's a bad but- angle, so maybe it's not. No doubt in training previously um, to the Garrett trash talk, they were high. They were super duper high in training. Yeah, for sure. But he definitely, the, the same could have been said for Philip as well. Like he previously was, was high in training. He adjusted though when he, when he's, you know, changing up meets, leaving the RPS meets and going yeah. into like more serious depth meets. And he adjusted fine. I mean, and he like didn't bomb out. Like some people thought he might bomb out, et cetera. So yeah. you could see possibly where Nick, would follow suit and adjust his squat. The, the weight will come down, but as long as he doesn't, as long as he adjusts the weight as well as the height of his squad, he should be okay. Now where that leaves him, we'll have to see, but it is interesting to see how it, how it shakes up. Yeah. I, I think even if you had like a great meet, he's not going to make up the ground for, for the other two, but he could. Uh, I mean, I, I like Carlos Reyes too. Like he's a, been a very, he's a seasoned vet. He's been around for a long time. So I think he obviously knows how to compete and stuff. He just had a lot of injuries and um, stuff like that. But I, I would put my money on Carlos for third. And the so the, I don't know if people know, but like the judging at Showdown is very, it's pretty strict. Like maybe not IPF strict, but it's very 
strict and the judging they they want to make it a point that like you know just because we're all the top lifters they're not going to give us gifts mm. and there's judges on their hands and knees like <laughs> like very into it like passionate so um you know and, and john didn't get any gifts so i don't think anybody else not. will so it'll be very uh tightly judged mm -hmm. well people gotta come correct we'll see if there's any storylines from it um but yeah we can anticipate it's gonna be there's gonna be no freebies given moving into the 275 pound class and um, Zach, who took, is he, I believe he's the reigning world record holder for the 275. I yeah, think he took he Larry is. Wheels's uh, record. He, he and he's a little, a sorry, lot. go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. He, uh, he, he is the current rec world record. He actually, I think Larry's was 2275. His total right now is 2320. Sorry. It's, he's got a good, good lead on Larry. And, and a little bit of an unsung hero when it comes to that. Like, like Larry iconically was smashing weights and everybody's like, Oh my God, nobody's going to catch up to Larry. I mean, he looks like he's walked straight out of a comic book. And then Zach, someone unheralded took these records and probably doesn't get the just due that he deserves, but uh, my man can shift some weights. And hopefully this is people get a little more on notice. He's the uh, untested version of Dennis Cornelius. That, that's just a good, that's just a good. shows up, does his work. No, no, like no, parade nothing no attention just yeah. just do the work oh hey no. it's kimmy <laughs> how's it going um so yeah i think i mean I'll, I'll kick it off but i think zach should win this um his training has been not the best because i think he competes too much i think he's already done two meets this year um so he hasn't been hitting any like prs and training and stuff so i think but even with that even at him at 90, 95%, he should take this. Um, you know, I, I think he's, he's competed plenty and he'll still do pretty well, just not his best. Um, but I think he should win it. Him at, so the scouting report though has your, and it's interesting you said him at 95% should take this because the scouting report has your total 94% of his total. So that is literally just a stitch over. How close do you think you can make it? I mean, you literally well, I'm, chose a I'm number. Not, yeah, but I'm not at my 100%. True. So, like, That's fair. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably – I predict I'm going to total, like, 2150, which is, like – which is 40 – sorry, 45 pounds off my best, um, which is, you know, whatever that percentage is. Either way, I don't think me at the best uh, right now is not – is not going to push him that much. Um, so I, like I said, I think Zach with, even with like a subpar day, he should win. That's how far he ahead he is right now of, of the sec, the rest of the field. And what about, I mean, this is a fairly star studded class. Cade uh, has been, Cade Proctor has been smashing some big weights, hitting some PRs and training. Looks like he's going to make a push and his total is probably going to jump up. Um, Grigsby is an absolute monster as well. Uh, Shane Hunt has been just murdering the weights in prep. My man, I don't even think he owns a shirt. Um, <laughs> every, every post I got, he's showing out, but um, he's an absolute monster as well. Brandon uh, Striggle, hopefully, I'm saying his last name properly. Young, he, I think he's, like he's doing 242 though. That's, that's is he doing 242? Yeah, now? that roster's off. Yeah. Is it what about is Shane two forty two as well? No, or, Shane's Shane's okay, Shane Wayne's like a solid two sixty five. So Shane's doing, uh, yeah. These 
Brandon and Shane are Iron Rebel athletes now, so I'm pretty well aware of them. But yeah, okay. Brandon is 242. Okay. And what are we thinking for Brandon, who's like 20 years old, and he also is hitting some massive PRs leading into this? Yeah, I think he's just he's just young, you know, like he's he's still he's tall. He still, you know, has a lot of size to put on yeah. um, and he's super young um, and he's already, you know, pulling 875 now, 870. Um, I think he just needs more time, grow some muscle. And I think him and Shane are the future stars in these two weight classes. They're just Brent, so young. Brennan's like almost still a teen. He's just fresh out of being a teenager, for God's sake. The way he's shifting at his age. But is he going to stay at 242, do you think? Or do you think he's going to end up packing on muscle and moving into your weight class? Uh, I think he. I think in the next two, three years, he should move up. But right now, he's not like in danger of like missing weight, really. So I think it's going to take a while. Um, but yeah, I think if, if he wants, if he needs, wants to be the best he can, I'm pretty sure he needs to pack on you know more size and move up the weight class like is he breaking out the are, are you do you fellas anticipate we're going to see a lot of iv bags getting broken out for people making weight on this one i don't think yeah they're always that, they're, <laughs> they're always going to be front tested but like I, I mean nothing like no like like no kevin oak 25 pound drops because right. he's doing 242 um even john john's not going to do another 19 20 pound <laughs> weight cut um yeah. i i looking at these people the, the lineup i don't think we're going to see that many like extremely huge water cuts um so hopefully there'll be a lot of like good lifting and not not a lot of people affected by that we some years you see some crazy hero cuts um does joe sullivan cut big yeah joe joe cuts big he he had to use two ivs at the same time last year that's <laughs> kind of funny yeah. uh but we i don't we, think he's doing that big of a cut this year it seems yeah like. he's he's been doing better with his diet and staying in a pretty good shape and within striking distance of a water cut. But last year we cut water with him and he, he had to tap out at like nine o'clock at night. He, he was stopped sweating and stuff. So we didn't even know if he was going to make weight, but lo and behold, he showed up, made weight yeah. and, and smashed a world record. So Joe's Joe's just that mentally tough, but I think he'll have a better, much better uh, water cut this year. Yeah. I mean, there is, I get that being big helps, but there is a point of, you have your own little personal hell when you're in that sauna and it's when everybody else leaves and you're still in there, that sucks. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't think people know this, but John for the current did not sleep. He water cut it all day or all night and all into the morning until like 7.00 AM. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. What? I, didn't, I did not yeah, sleep at all. He got, he got one of those portable, portable, portable saunas where you just sit in and it's like a bag you zip up. Yeah, but he got that. the wrong one. He, he's supposed to get like a dry one. He got a wet one and it just doesn't work as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, John was in there. Like I went to bed like at one 30 in the morning and I just, I woke up every hour, hour or two just to check on him. And he was in there all night. Holy <laughs> fudge, John, you didn't say this story. So I had seen you and you look like, like, I mean, you're going to play it off, but you were like dancing in that thing. Your little hands coming out the top. And you're yeah, watching that fun. yeah that's, that's fun. The first two hours, but yeah, yeah. It, it looks funny, but yeah, four, four o'clock in the morning. And you're like, all right, man, this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> so, so you just did not sleep and you're straight up dehydrated, weighed in. Um, then you had so, like, how bad was it? How bad? Like right up to the wire. You were like, oh my God, this isn't working. Oh, I, well, actually I was, uh. I was over in the morning and I was like, like, so 
uh the day before i found an actual sauna that was open there was like one sauna that i could find in all of san diego that was actually open it was like a korean sauna yeah, korean place sauna. everyone's naked or korean man. korean spa and they're like like i came in i like had shorts with me to like change into they're like oh you can't wear those in there i'm like what do you mean they're like you have to be naked i was like i have to be naked so i saw a lot of wieners <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute no this is a turkish back ha- bathhouse my man yeah john, hey done. john's done a turkish one now he's done a korea one he just loves that's, that's right. so, I, I did the i did the turkish one after the meet actually <laughs> that was a celebratory but, but i spent the whole i spent the whole time in the cold cold room so, like, oh, so wait man. a second this is amazing so they said you have to you have to you they have a rule, policy bare wiener policy is that what well, they're, is? they're like you can like wrap your towel around you but okay. like you can't wear anything any clothes i was like that's such a weird rule but okay <laughs> so i guess i'm just like sitting in this sauna with a bunch of naked dudes that's fucking amazing yeah. it so he was weird. there like so that was like earlier in the night right that like was at like o'clock. i did two hours at like three and i lost yeah. a pretty good amount then and that's like because they had like a two hour time limit and i thought about getting like another another session i probably should have but I was like, ah, you know, I had pretty good luck with the, the portable sauna. Portable sauna. Yeah. Um, and then, like, did that for the next 12 hours. Oh, my like God, man. Uh, so was it just, like, um, not working enough? So it was working enough to continue it. But because it gets to one of those points where, you're, where you end up being like, do I stop, get sleep, because I get sleep, and then hope in the morning I can find an appropriate sauna to catch up? Or do, even though it's not working great, even the little bit it's working is better than not sweating at all. And I go without sleep. Like that's those tough decisions and you don't know. Yeah. Um, and I, know, I think the, I think the sauna opened at like the same time as weigh-ins. Like if, there, if there was one that was like, op- like a LA fitness that opened at like 5 a.m., I would have done that. Yeah. But yeah, we looked for one, but it, it, San Diego was pretty locked down as far as the commercial gyms. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, so John, John, up until the time of weigh-ins was in that little sauna. And I was actually like still like 0.8 kilos over. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go check on the scale there. Like throw a Hail Mary. Maybe the scale is, maybe like the scale is a little bit off. And yeah. that's ended up being the case. Dude, there's <laughs> nothing worse. If you do this long enough, you're going to be in those situations where you leave the hotel room and on your hotel scale, you're like, it's, you're not on. And you're like, you're on the way driving there. Be like, this is either going to be the shittiest. I'm about to step on the scale and be like, yeah, I know I didn't make it. And you're like, fuck, what am I going to do now? Or when you make it, you're like, oh my God, the powerlifting gods have blessed me. It's I, I, think it's wor- I think it's worse when you leave thinking that you're on. And then you find out your scale is light. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's true. And then too. you and then you go into panic mode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. so that, that has happened to me before. So John weighed in, but he had to do one of those tricks that we can't teach you. I'm just kidding. Uh, we've heard like, you know, you like hold your breath or you shift your weight, all these little tricks. Whatever he used, it worked. And he he weighed in and he made weight. But yeah. shortly after, while he was trying to like rehydrate he he threw up <laughs> we were like interviewing and he's like i gotta go throw up <laughs> no no I, I threw up before that right before or, that. or yeah before that yeah john was looking <laughs> and then good. i told you after the interview i'm like oh yeah i just threw up <laughs> yeah john was not looking good yeah 
I, I was pretty nervous when that happened. I was like, oh man. And then it ended up being fine. That is all types of dehydrated though. When you yeah. are literally throwing up from dehydration. I think I just put too much like stuff into my post weigh-in shake. Uh, yeah. Obviously, yeah. obviously your body's super fragile then you don't want to do too much, but then you're also like, I got to replace, I got to re- rehydrate fast. Yeah. And I was like the whole time I was like, John, you need to sleep. You need to take a nap, dude. You got to like make up all this. And like on our on our way to uh, his IV, we had to like wait a little bit, and he was just in the car. He's just like, <sighs> <laughs> I was like, all right, good. <laughs> You're like, he's either sleeping or he, or he passed away, and yeah. it's uh, <laughs> either one's fine. Either yeah, either one, man. He's he's yeah. at peace. He's at peace. So yeah, so I think that definitely affected his performance at the current. I mean, but it's no, you know, it's not an excuse. But I I think partially that did a little bit, but it have to doesn't. Yeah, you can't. That's, nothing you that, can do about it so that's as extreme but i was as also gets. like seven or eight pounds heavier than than i am now so yeah that like i remember getting that like the, it was the last like four or five pounds that were the where it just like i hit a wall yeah but yeah, yeah but i think this prep has taught john like he doesn't need to be like 18 20 pounds overweight he can just be hovering at 12 to or not 12 15 he's still putting up good uh, big numbers. There's definitely um, diminishing gains from being bigger. Like I know mass moves mass, but there is a diminishing gains when you have to cut it off at the water. And sometimes when you fly too close to the sun, you're like, okay, that was definitely not worth it. That was hell the night before. It doesn't take too many of those before you're like, yeah, that's, this isn't fun anymore at this point. So yeah, yeah. I mean, and you don't, you only have to hear a couple stories like that for everybody else to live through that mistake. Like you made and be like, okay, man, I'm not going to, I don't want to enjoy that. Yeah. But um, I think also too, like, it'd be different if like John put on actual, like extra three, four, five pounds over like an off season, but it, a lot of it's just water weight. And, and just eating more um but i think john competes so often that like he doesn't have a great chance to like have a long off season and like put on that much mass but also he doesn't need to he's still making progress and people are like you should move up to 220 you should move up to 240 i mean it's not that easy to just gain that much weight and make it quality and have it like you know like it right now like i'm too, whatever i've been to 275 280 for 20 years like, it's not easy to just move up to 308. Like, no. people don't understand. Like, oh, I'm just going to eat more and put on more muscle. Like, okay. Like, everyone wants to fucking do that, but it's not, <laughs> yeah. not going to happen. He's already eating and lifting weights. It's I've been not- doing this for 22 years. Like, it's not that simple to just eat more and, and put on weight. Like, stupid. When, when you just put up, on weight just too. Just up your it- dose, bro. Yeah, up your <laughs> dose. Yeah. And when you, um, when you put on weight too, like, your levers change your squatting levers, your deadlift the levers. Deadlift. Like it's not all like the deadlift really gets a hit, especially if you're conventional going over your leg style. Like that's mm-hmm. where things start getting weird on your squat will feel nice, but your deadlift starts taking a hit. And that's where John's deadlift is huge. Um, so, I mean, that would, I don't know. There, there's Yeah, I, I did feel it on my deadlift when I was getting that heavy. Yeah, it's not the same. It feels nice and snug for the squat, but for the deadlift, it gets awkward. Mm-hmm. When you have to reach down there and you're all big and somewhat bloated but um do you feel like you want to keep like competing that many times during a year or do you think it's fine um yeah i mean i feel like i'm at like a fine point now so the the big reason i had to do that big cut was basically because um 
I did hybrid and then did current Kern. back to back. So the cow made my my supplement cycle a little bit longer than normal. And the longer that cycle goes, the more my weight just creeps up. Because mm. uh, like when I when I cycle off, I drop like weight. I get down to like I'll be like two oh four two oh. Oh wow. Like I know I know some people like they like Chad, he he weighs like two almost like two thirty in the off season. Holy shit. They're like two twenty eight. Yeah. So the, yeah, so, going... some people gain weight, some people lose weight off cycle. It's it's weird. Not yeah. weird. Because like cycles sometimes it improves someone's metabolism, sometimes it slows it down or or just keeps more mass. So everyone's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, John, then... I think also John, like he he's not going to do the current this year. So, you know, I, I think it, like you said, it was that back-to-back prep. Those are really hard. So. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Let's wrap. I'm going to, I'm going to, I got, I got a couple more follow-up questions with that, but we'll wrap up. Yeah. The, we're going to got two Sorry. more weight classes anyways. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll do this and then we'll get back. So, so yeah. So to wrap up uh, 275, I think Zach will win. I think I will be battling for second between me, Cade and Dan Grigsby. I think Shane's bench and squat just aren't enough. He'd have to have a monster pull. Um, That's your so, athlete, Andy, and you're talking shit about him. I'm, hey, he's my athlete. I have to tell him the reality of competition, dude. Uh, I think Dan Grisby, you know, he has that monster pull, but uh, his other lifts are shaky or not as strong. Um, so I don't, th- I don't know. We'll see on that. But I, I think it'll be a t- close battle between me, Kate, and Dan for a second but i think zach will be winning for sure so and uh looks like chris bridgeford i mean he was gone for a hot minute and is returning as well um i don't know where we expect him to be but i think he was gone for a little while i don't was he injured or yeah he tore his quad too okay yeah last year bit of a comeback um, there so moving into the 308s fellas um, on paper, so this is the one I pulled this up on Open Power. On paper, this is super close, but we don't necessarily know what to expect here. Between Shane Haller and Sean Doyle, what are you guys thinking here? How is this thing going to play out? I I think I've been like Shane. Shane disappeared for a while because he moved across the country, uh, so he didn't. He had to adjust to that. But his training lately has been on, and he's been hitting solid numbers. I don't know about Sean. He's just kind of like. A hermit so i haven't seen any of his posting but i think just based on the numbers here and, and how shane's been prepping and he how he just had a monster meet last year he's just a, a, a gamer i think he'll have i think he should win that's my bet because sean he's got a 10 20 but it's from two years ago um but i mean he's ever the veteran i mean he was powerlifting back in 2009 so over a 10-year veteran on the flip side um Shane, so it's it's a 1027.5, but it's more recent. And and yes, yeah, I'm not sure exactly where they're going to end up. On paper, this is like completely a seven and a half kilo spread is negligible when you're over a thousand kilo total. I mean, that's as that's abs that's that's a bench press attempt, or or maybe not even for guys that big. Like this is super close, but then exactly where they are due to training and projected, I don't know. This might be the most, this is the weight class where I have most question marks around it, and I'm not sure. And I wasn't sure if you fellas got a feel for any inside information, but I'm not sure how to pick this one. Yeah, I mean, J- Sean hasn't posted since July 2020, I just saw. So, like, <laughs> there's no way. I don't know. I mean, Sean's had good meets. He's had bad meets. So, 
you know, I, I know his last few meets at like the current and stuff, he hasn't had the best showing. So with that in mind, like I said, I, I just go with Shane because Shane had a great meet at the showdown last year and his training has been on from, it looks like recently. And, um, well, actually, shoot, let me rewind that. I think, um, Luke Nall is not doing super. He's going to do 308 because he's been dieting down. Oh, is that right? So let me, let me back up. I okay, think, well, yeah. I think it's going to be between Luke and him. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry and, about that. And what do you think is going to happen with Luke? That's interesting that he's cutting down because Luke is a monster. Uh, he has posted up a 1035. It depends on how much the body, if, if he's a lot size down body-wise, if he has a big water cut and how he approaches this. But if Luke can retain his strength, he might, do you think he might be the favorite to take this? Um, so I think Luke's like around 320 right now. So it's not a huge water cut. Um, not at all. His, his meat, his training total recently was 2270, uh, which, what is that in whatever in communist. Old, communist world? Because uh, 10, uh, 1029. So that's slightly overshade. So this is what yeah. I'm saying. It looks so, like. Yeah, sorry, I, I completely forgot that Luke was cutting. So I think Luke, at this point, he's he's died down slowly, so he doesn't have like a big water cut to do. So he's he's kind of like been where he's gonna be. Um, I mean, Luke has a big a, a big potential in squat to to squat eight fifty to eight sixty five eight seventy, um, and then he has a six hundred pound bench. Uh, I think his deadlift is what's gonna be. The question mark he pulls sumo he has some days where he nails it it looks great and some days he doesn't so um this is a toss-up but i now that i forgot now that i remember about luke i think i'm gonna go with luke i think i have to because he's my friend and he's an iron rebel athlete and <laughs> there you go <laughs> well he's definitely uh, in terms of totals he put he's put up the biggest it's just can he transfer it over but if he's coming down from 320 range to a 308 Somewhere around there, that's not a crazy cut. No, that's two poop, two poops for him. That's that's <laughs> there it is, yeah. man. That's that's no hero cut by any means. So ah uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe he could yeah. we'll see what he could post up and um that'll be a good battle. Yeah, that is definitely a good battle. And if Sean shows up of Sean of previous years and he puts together his A game, that's a hell of a three way battle. Um, we'll have to see. Is there anybody else I I recognize? Obviously Blake Taylor in there. He's not um, in there. Is he gone now? Yeah, he he, I don't. He had a small injury, but that was like a that was way way like, cut like way long, out in the off season. Um, I think he kind of got burnt out, and um, he bought a new house, and he's really busy with work. So I think that's why he pulled out. Um, so not not a big injury. He just personal reasons. So he's not doing gotcha. that. Yeah. And Rondell Kelly, do you know if he's still in? I don't know about Rondell. This roster's taking a bit of a beating, hasn't it, fellas? Yeah. This roster's got updated. battered like a fish. <laughs> updated. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, uh, like I said, battle between Shane and Luke. Luke on top, maybe Shane and bottom. And then I don't I don't know about Sean Doyle. That's a big, big mystery. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see come, come meet day. Um, in the 308 plus, now Bella's left. Um a hiatus of now possibly retirement. Who knows? We'll see how that shakes up. But TD has been on a roll coming over from the IPF as the biggest bencher and was a bench only guy. 
and I had him on the podcast and I was like, my man, what you're doing in the three lift right now, like it makes like, you should have been three lifting this whole time. <laughs> He's like, I know, man, I didn't know I'd have this kind of success with it. Cause Previously, he was a massive bencher. Now he's got a massive three lift on him. Um, and Luke Knoll is gone. Craig Foster's still around. What are we expecting from the three away plus of the big boys? Is TD now the man to beat? Go ahead, John. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Um, I'm trying to think of how his squats look because um, like, I feel like Craig is going to have a tough time getting his squats passed um yeah it's... it seems like he's the only other guy that kind of has a threat so i think as long as td can get like even a, his openers he should have a pretty easy time with this winning this weight class i believe if i'm not mistaken wasn't td in the last meet the first to squat over eight dead over eight and bench seven seven okay. i think he was the first to ever do the eight seven eight yeah eight seven eight i think yeah. the first to do it yeah that's crazy I mean, it's 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 nuts yeah. it's nuts that his bench press is up there like that but then to to be as well-rounded as he is right now he's absolutely killing it um and i'm not sure where uh i don't have this the record dan bell's record on offhand in terms of uh sleeved he, he's not close to it he's, no it's he's, he's number he's, six all time Okay, so he's a yeah. little ways off yeah he'll, he'll establish himself maybe as the number one current but yeah all yeah time he he's having issues with his knees uh for squat so it hasn't been like as smooth as he wants it to like he hit a pr double like a month ago uh with 800 for two but i think just the way he, he just dive bombs his squats it's it's giving him some issues and his knee problems um, but I think if he's rested up, he'll still be able to, you know, have a decent squat. Um, his bench is fucking going crazy. Um, and his deadlift is just so one of those make like one of those 50, 50 things where it's so fast off the floor. Right. But then he hits that wall three quarters of the way up. He could, he could pull 900 on the right day. He could only pull 800 on the right day or on the bad day. So, um, but that said, I think if he has a decent squat and his knees hold up, and then he'll obviously have a big bench day. I think he's been – he hit a PR 700 for double, 702 on bench. So he should have a monster bench. And then his deadlift, I think, if he makes the right attempt choices, I think he'll he'll eat, win, easily win the, three, uh, the super heavyweights. The thing with Craig Foster, and it's the way he's built, he's built a squat. Completely front-loaded in terms of the squat. I mean, he could squat uh, – he's hit a – uh, 455. So he's got a thousand pound squat on him, but then his deadlift, it gets weaker as the day goes. And then his deadlift, he's entirely human. His squat is absolutely inhuman and it's crazy. We could put up as long as he hits depth. Like John was alluding to Depth will be an issue. If he could get his biggest possible squat in and he goes three for three for squats, that's where his foundation is built. After that it's TD territory. TD's bench is a lot bigger. TD's deadlift is definitely a lot bigger and what td has he's going to pull less he'll have the winning pull in his hands no matter what um so in if craig doesn't get all three squats in it's gonna be it's gonna be tough it's gonna be real tough if taking if craig can get all three squats in he can he can apply pressure and it kind of depends on how td ends up by the time he gets a deadlift but i think you're right i think td is probably going to be the man to beat and conceivably be the number one uh 305 plus Unless there's somebody I'm not thinking of that's current, 
but I don't think there is many big men that can contest them, especially with Luke Nall moving down now. Yeah, with yeah, TD's TD's eight seven eight, like that baseline is just it's already twenty three hundred. Yeah. Uh, and Craig's best total is what twenty two fifty four. So, you know, even if Craig makes PRs and stuff, I think TD is just gonna still have a big lead. But yeah, I think TD just as long as he stays healthy. I think he should be able to just keep adding to his total. I don't know if he'll ever catch Dan Bell. Uh, that's going to be hard to do because Dan Bell is Dan Bell. Um, mm. But I definitely think he should move into that top three or four eventually. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. going to – he wanted to establish himself as the number one guy, and I think this is where he's going to do that. And he's – look, his, his training is going phenomenal as long as his body can hold up. How were you guys – you guys must have seen the, the hybrid meat being advertised – um, I think it's 60K minimum being handed out, 20K for the best lifters. Are you guys going to be there? What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I will be. That's the next one. What about you, Andy? I'll be there to help John, but I'm not going to. I <laughs> I am at a point in my life where I need to just um, pick my – sorry, not pick. But I can't compete more than once a year. Um I think I've over the last two years and, and just learning my body and just with my age and how long I've been lifting, I think I am on the right track to like, to, as far as training and recovery, everything to like start making PRs again into my you know late thirties. Um, but I can't compete all the time. Um, I just have to like space out my, my competitions and, and let my body recover. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely be there for John and, and to see other people. I always love going to these. Um, but I think, I think no, gonna end up handling like eight people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man, I'm in demand. Um, but yeah, I think this the hybrid showdown will be like this showdown. I think John should get in there, have a good meet, even though it's back to back. You know, he's gonna have I think twelve weeks off or twelve weeks between. Um, I think it's you know, sixteen he, in between. Sixteen, okay, yeah. So, yeah, so that's John's, even better. John's check this out. Yeah, obviously, John, John knows better. I'm not competing. Yeah. So that's even better for John. You know, he, John's at a point where he just needs to, like, to stay healthy and, and just know when to push it and when to not. And um, he should win that, too, and win enough money to to uh, buy a little house. That's what he wants to do. To, to buy a little house. I want a big house. Big that house. sounds cute. I pictured him like he was in that little mini sauna with his hands and his. In, in California, it would be an 800 square foot house, but somewhere else it'd be triple that. So yeah. that's right. <laughs> and and um, how much money is on the line for the showdown? Uh, I think it's 12K for first. 12 for first, I think. Okay. You'd get out of bed for that. Yeah. And yeah. 20K for the hybrid? Yeah. Yeah, I mean the hybrid this past year that John won, it was not even enough to cover our, our plane ticket and, and board. I think. Yeah. <laughs> was it's not is that much. right? We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was was not as much as I would have liked. It was, like, it was, it was under five thousand. We'll just say that. So, so is is that does the um, advertised prize pot change sometimes due to like a, is it a well shifting? they just never they never said what it was going to be last gotcha. year. Gotcha. Yeah, you want the you want the scoop? Sure. Well, yeah. Okay. What's the scoop? So the you know you've heard of the ghost strong meat. Yeah. Okay, so that is going to be put on by Alex, who used to be the general manager of Hybrid, the gym, yeah. 
and he put on the meets there. Um, for whatever reason, he left hybrid and, and them and starting the ghost gym with uh, Tim. And, you know, for whatever reason they got, he, he's separated with them. Um, there's going to be some competition because they're both in Miami and they're both putting on big money meets. Um, I don't know the exact number of the ghost strong payout, but I think hybrid for lack of a better term for their ego and maybe just because they want to have the more prestigious meet and have the better lifters are going to they they put on this this prize money it's upped it a lot hey man that's what competent that's what the free market does right hey, john doesn't the- care well i remember <laughs> I, I was actually like uh the, uh someone added me to a group chat and i saw like hayden and jessica bittner are both in it and then Hayden asked Jessica, like, what's the minimum amount it would take for you to come to the, uh, like, come to a meet for hybrid outside the IPF? And she said 20K. I think that's kind of where they base the number on. <laughs> yeah. They also asked John what, what, how much time frame he would want in between these. <laughs> He's been concerned. didn't ask me. I, I, I mentioned because, like, hey, I, uh, Garrett, Garrett's like the one kind of running the meet. Yeah. And he, he mentioned that was happening. He's like, oh, I'll be probably between like December or like sometime in December. And I messaged Shane, I'm like, hey, that's going to be like pretty damn close to the showdown. Like, can we push yeah. that back? Yeah. It's tough to say no if it's like 20K. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I would have done it if it was in December still, but I was like, yeah, January would be better. Right. And so, how much, in terms of the prize money, how much was the current this year? Uh, 20, 20, 28 three or five 28 five or is it yeah i don't know so So you were collecting some checks young man your piggy bank's getting full sir well i didn't win that one what's that (laughs) i didn't oh that's right right. that's right i totally forgot that was uh that was was chad penson took that in wraps that's right um but you could conceivably powerlifters can make some decent money doing this now if there's a bit of a circuit not powerlifters you're right. One or five powerlifters in the whole world. <laughs> the top five. Make... Yeah. yeah. It, it is enticing. Um, but you're right. It's it's the way it's set up. If it's front-ended where the 20K for the best lifter, male, female, and then after that, it drops significantly. So I think that's how sh- hybrid is kind of built, where like first place is significantly more. And then um Second and third drop off. Second and third drop off, but showdown, it's not as big. It's like eight k for second, and then three, I think, for third, maybe more. What do you think is a better pay structure for for overall for? I I like the front end loaded, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I mean, if it keeps happening, I wonder though. Like, well, that's that's where you're gonna see a massive show. Like, who do who do we anticipate is gonna? show up the hybrid when it's 20k is this where a belkin's like okay i will cross the sea or the ocean part of me for 20 a possibility of 20k i think 20k is going to go pretty good over in russia yeah do you think this is where the, the super meets are good so, so this is it if you want to spread the love through one through you know two and three you'll it'll be kind of like we have at the showdown which is good more people get possibly paid um, and, and we'll see a diversity with different weight classes. But if you want the big showdowns at the very top, I think it's going to take 20K winner-take-all style. Um, 
do we know is do we know who's possibly showing up at the at the hybrid meet do you guys have any kind of intel whether or not somebody's approached the belkin or anyone like that uh i don't know about belkin i know jamal's looking at it he told me that if he pulls a thousand at the showdown he probably won't do hybrid though because that's like his big goal and he's like uh once i get that then i don't like unless he has like an insane trading cycle or something but uh no i don't know who else is on the roster other than like juan hmm yeah so it's 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 also a smaller meet i think it's only 45 lifters for the guys the hybrid is yeah I guess if the, it's by design, it'll be like that though, because they're front ending it with um, just the best lifter. Like most yeah. of the money's going towards best lifter. I think they got yeah, 60K. They, they do a pro, pro-am. So the amateur days, the separate from the pro days, quote unquote. So it's usually a smaller roster. And is there more on this pro series that you guys see popping up because, due to this competitiveness in the market? I mean, you guys could really reap the benefits of this. Well, I don't. I, I think they made a mistake by having two rat meats and two raw meats. Is that what it is, John? Yeah. Or no, it's two rat meats and one sleeve meat. Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't understand and, the, under, the, the, the strategy behind that because it's not a pro series. It's one raw meat and two uh, knee wraps meat. So that doesn't make sense. And I think the, it's kind of shifted to where a lot of the talent is in the, the sleeve side now yeah 100 i think for sure a lot of yeah. people have said um because the injuries are happening you know we're initially yeah for sure you'll get a little more pop out of it but then sometimes also so the muscles pop because it's you were wrapping your knee so flipping tight that it can't bend and then you're loading your body with more than your normal max squat and forcing knee to bend so that's when freaking people are taking injuries uh, some people are fine with it and, and they keep it going, but I don't know how much, I think initially people thought knee wraps will make the knee last longer and careers will go further. But then a lot of people started taking injuries being like, you know what? That's not what I'm finding. You know, like, I think it's more dangerous. I think I feel a lot more in the pocket with my abilities just with sleeves. And I think though a lot of the talent is starting to go towards the sleeve. So I'm wondering if they start the competitions, if they want the big talent. I mean, if you're going to start dishing out, 10,000 and up you better have you better be giving it to the best people in the world yeah i think what they should do instead is do like a tournament style almost where like you have to win like regionals and then like national or yeah and then have like a big big meet at the end where like the payout is much bigger instead of oh you like have to uh, combine like comparing your dots between like three different meets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three different um, meets, but not the same format. Yeah, category. Yeah. Like a progression. Like they have, um, you know, USAPL, you win nationals, then you go to Worlds, and conceivably you go to Sheffield when their travel bans are off and Sheffield's around. Yeah, you have something exactly. like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that would be. You could even do that locally over in Europe as well for the European lifters. So something's going on stateside, something's going on in Europe, and then you have your mega meet at the end of the year. That would be something everybody's going to tune into. The only thing is you got to start deciding then 
is it wrapped? Is it sleeved? Is it both? And then we start dividing talent a little bit like that in the cap. A little bit, but I think I think like we said, majority is in sleeves. So I would if if I were putting it on, I would I would no doubt do sleeves. Yeah, and if the I think the uh, if the payout's big enough, the wrap guys are more likely to do a sleeve meet than sleeve guys are to do a wrap meet. Yeah. So you'll have more of just the top talent across the board. Yeah, I think you should be able to do both if you're a wrapped guy. I mean, like Chad's a good good uh, example. Like Chad's a great uh, knee wrap squatter, but now he's brought up his sleeves, you know, because he's been forced to. Mm. Yeah, I think for sure it's easier to hop out of your sleeves and go into, or sorry, easier to hop out of your wraps and go into sleeves than, than the opposite. And sometimes it's not just the skill wise, we'll work with it, work with the equipment, but some people straight up get injured with wraps and it's not like, it's like, no, man, I just, I can't, my body's not going to hold up. My career is going to be over in a couple more years. Like this isn't a good idea for me. Whereas I don't think people's are going to get more injured going into sleeves. I think it's just going to be more realistic with your squats, with yeah, what man. you're loading up. But I, yeah, I do think the, the biggest probably showdown we have, unfortunately, is a sleeve guy and a wrap guy with, um, Hack and Belkin, which is like ironically as fuck. If they were both sleeve guys, but I would agree, and I'm going to be a little bit biased with John, but I I think the common denominator would be Belkin. You obviously train a great deal in just sleeves, so and and John does not train in wraps, and I think the the most neutral between the two would just be sleeves. I think we all start in sleeves. We spend the most of the time in sleeves. And I think if it's sleeves, it's easier. If we're going to find a common ground, it's going to be a sleeved meet. But um, so I think, yeah, that's the common divider for anybody, for any showdown, not just Hack, Belkin or whoever. I think whoever might be the case, um, but we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. I agree. But Maybe I could just write, wrap some some not light knee wraps on John. I don't know, man. <laughs> Is it John? What was your experience? It was it injuries and like this is not going to end well. It was that, and then I also just didn't like training them. Like I just yeah. wasn't enjoying it. I, I dreaded doing rap squat days. And like I, 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 I rap myself. I like I like to be able to like I like training with Andy and obviously, but like I also like to be able to like just do my own thing if I have to, and not like worry about training partners like being there on time kind of stuff like that yeah um especially at the time i didn't have like a really consistent training group so doing doing reps made it that much harder and like you probably need in terms of like lifting by yourself like with needing spotters if something shifts goes the wrong way when you have wraps it's heavier weight walking it out everything's a little tougher yep yeah, it's just a variable that you don't want to have to deal with. Well, listen, gentlemen, much appreciated doing the, the showdown preview meet. And obviously, good luck with the showdown. Um, we got to do it again. Maybe we do a year, another uh, wrap up for the year like we did last time and <laughs> oh, play yeah. some of the games we played. Yeah, I'll bring my superlatives again. There it is, man. They were a hit last time. All right, fellas, much appreciated. We'll keep in touch and good luck with training. All right. Thanks, All right. Have a good one. See you.